0: Today, hope is needed more than ever, and the good news of Easter is that hope is alive. We invite you to gather with us this Easter at Mariner's Church, where we'll be celebrating Jesus's victory over death and his invitation to new life. Invite your friends and neighbors and join us at one of our many in-person Easter services. We have gatherings for every comfort level throughout Orange County, and if you're not ready for physical gatherings, tune into Mariner's Easter services online. We can't wait to celebrate with you. Visit marinerschurch.org for all of our service times and locations, and have a happy Easter! Hello and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what he has done. I'm Aaron Kerr, your host for today. Today we're looking at Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 through 26, and it says this. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt. Talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Over the last few days, we've been looking at the heart. And it's relationship to choosing wisdom or foolishness. And as I read this verse, I get stuck on verse 23. Above all else. I love how the wisdom writer keeps it simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. Do this. Prioritize this. Above all else, do what? Guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. The heart shapes our actions. Like Keller writes, this is so important biblically because the heart is the source of our deepest trust and commitments. See, the, whatever the heart trusts in, the mind, emotions, and will tend to follow. So if we're not careful, our heart is influenced by our words, our eyes, and our feet in ways in which will lead us to a life of foolishness, or a life of wisdom. What we say, what we look at, where we go. And Keller cites the story of Achan from Joshua chapter 7. Maybe some of you are familiar with it, maybe some are not. But this is the time in which God has promised his people a land for them. The promised land. They're actually in the land. They're actually taking the land. And God has promised them, it is abundant. It is beautiful. It is the land of milk and honey. And I'm going to dwell with you there. And guess what? Even though there's powerful armies there, I'm going to deliver you from them. And so at this point in the Bible, God delivers the city of Jericho into the hands of God's people. And all of these treasures are, of course, available, but God makes it very clear those are not to be given out to God's people. Those are to be set aside for God's purposes. And so instead, a man named Achan keeps some for himself, completely disobeys God's command, and he actually tries to hide it. But God isn't tricked, and this sin affects the whole camp. Achan's lust led him to sin, and it cost him his life along with many others. And so this story warns us, we can all be like Achan. Even though Achan was given these promises of a land of abundance He settled on what he saw right in front of him, which was disobeying God for some shiny thing in the moment. His heart was consumed. And this warns us because the human heart has a tendency to do that. We've all done that, right? I mean, one of the things I know will absolutely happen every time my family goes to Target is that although my wife says, you know, I'm just going to be picking up a couple items, inevitably my three girls come home with some little toy. See, the gravitational pull is too great when we are staring at aisles of bright and shiny toys for 45 minutes. And it's true in other parts of our life, right? I mean, whatever we dwell on with our minds, direct our eyes at, the words we say and where we go, it all affects our hearts. Think about all the things then that we're filling our hearts with on a daily basis. The news we're reading. The social media posts we're drawn to, the kind of conversations we're having at school, at work, or in the neighborhood or at home. The language we hear and use, the websites we look at, the Netflix shows we watch. All of this affects our hearts and as a result, our actions. I hate to admit it, but I don't know about you, but my, my heart to serve my wife, my kids, is usually not encouraged through binging on hours Of watching TV. I wonder why. So to be wise means we can guard our hearts by dwelling and directing and saying and going towards the things that God wants us to. Keller says that the best way to guard your heart for wisdom is worship, where we engage the mouth, the mind, the imagination, and even the body oriented towards God. And worship isn't just attending a Sunday service, it's it's a posture of orienting one's life in surrender to God. Now, lots of people make the mistake in thinking attending a church service in the weekend in some way is like an attendance sheet where God approves us when we show up. Not at all. Worship is a gift to reorient our hearts towards God so we can enjoy Him, trust Him, and obey Him in our daily lives. So what does this mean for us today? For me, this challenges me. It challenges me to reevaluate my day. What am I exposing my heart to? What do I need to remove? What do I need to replace those kinds of things with? And the great news is, is we can worship God wherever we are because guarding our heart should be a priority above all else, says the wisdom writer. So how does this show up? How can you facilitate that? Well, maybe it's a sticky note reminder with a verse on your desk. Maybe it's worship music playing on your commute. Maybe it's creating um, all kinds of different prompts in your home to guide your heart back to God in all his goodness and his love for us. To be grateful. Is there some way in your life right now you're failing to guard your heart? Consider doing a quick five-minute inventory of what on an average day your heart is exposed to. Just take five minutes and just start writing stuff down. What are you watching? What are you looking at? Who are you spending lots of time talking with? What are your conversations about? What are you thinking about? Now, are these things moving your heart towards God or away from God? And in that process, you can start to determine what steps you need to take, what needs to be limited, what needs to be removed, what needs to be replaced with something that honors God. Let's pray. Lord, would you search me, O God, and know my heart, and test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done.